For I am not ashamed of the euangelion, for in it the dunamis theou is for salvation for all who believe, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For dikaiosune theou apocalyptitai, from faith for faith, just as it is written, the righteous out of faith dates a tie. For a couple of reasons, I'm reciting some parts of Paul's sentences in Greek. First, because this is a series on the Reformation, and one of the energies that propelled the most significant of the reformers was reading and studying the Bible in its original languages. And second, because these verses may be very familiar to you. So by leaving some of them, some of the more familiar parts in the Greek, I hope to help us hear them again for the first time. Euangelion, gospel, which is the dunamis theou, power of God, for salvation for all, though to the Jew first. In the Euangelion, the dikaiosune theou, the righteousness of God, is apocalyptitai, revealed, disclosed, unveiled. From faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous out of faith, zetsatai, shall live. These are dangerous words. And so Paul introduces them with, for I am not ashamed. This is not only a negative way of saying a positive thing, it is also an acknowledgement that there is an immense and unavoidable potency in what Paul is claiming. The gospel, as Paul presents it, will necessarily provoke a strong reaction. And the danger of these words has been evident during the 500 years since Luther first heard them afresh. These words are dangerous because they proclaim the clash between life and death, between sin and faith. A clash that is not just in the concepts these words describe, but in the reality of our world. Paul knew, as did the reformers, as do we, that death and sin still stalk our world and our hearts. And that the power of God, the righteousness of God revealed in the gospel is the only power that defeats God's enemies, death and sin. These words are dangerous to death and sin. And as we believe them, trust them, they put us in danger as well. We believers become the site of the struggle between life and death, between faith and sin. And as the legacy of the Reformation shows, too often God's enemies have intimidated or deluded us. In the sixth edition of his commentary on Romans, the great reformed thinker of the 20th century, Karl Barth, using the language of his time, described the depth of our capacity for delusion. Men fall a prey first to themselves and then to the no God. Men obscure the distance between God and man. Thinking of ourselves what can be thought only of God, we are unable to think of him more highly than we think of ourselves. Being to ourselves what God ought to be for us, he is no more to us than we are to ourselves. 
This secret identification of ourselves with God carries with it our isolation from him. Men have imprisoned and encased the truth, the righteousness of God. Reformed thinkers have written volumes and volumes on every word and phrase of Romans 1, 16 to 17. And not only because what Paul says is so intellectually horizon-breaking, but because Paul's claims about the gospel reveal salvation. They are life-giving. Luther commented on verse 17, Human teachers set forth and inculcate the righteousness of people. That is, who is righteous or how a person becomes righteous both in their own eyes and those of others. Only the gospel reveals the righteousness of God. That is, who is righteous and how a person becomes righteous before God. Namely, alone by faith which trusts the word of God. This was, as we all know, marvelous good news to Luther the Augustinian monk, who had struggled mightily with whether or not he was righteous enough to please a righteous God. Luther heard Paul's words as liberation from this struggle, because he believed he was righteous and so he would live. God's righteousness was not a standard he had to strive with all his might to meet, but a gift to him. God's righteousness is an alien righteousness that allowed him, while still being a sinner, also to be righteous. Simul justus et peccator. Dicaio sune theu was not a burden which threatened him with death. It was a gift giving him life. The important mid-20th century Lutheran commentary on, commentator on Paul Ernst Kaysmann underscored the dunamis theu nature of the gospel. The gospel as God's power makes present now eternal life. Those in the reformed tradition influenced by Kaysmann and Bart have emphasized the apocalyptic nature of God's power in the gospel. J.L. Martin and Beverly Gaventa hear Paul to be claiming that God has invaded the present evil age and is waging war on God's enemies, sin and death. These are dangerous ideas. They cut so to the heart of our hearts and to the heart of reality that God's enemies do all that they can to twist the concepts and blind us to the truth. This is what John Wesley saw had happened to the Protestant church. Christians had become complacent. I believe, I'm saved, so what? In this complacency, Wesley saw sin and death distorting the truth of Paul's words. Through the spirit, Wesley rekindled in the church a sense of the gospel as God's power for salvation. Individuals who have faith are freed to live for holiness and dedicate themselves to works of love. In recent years, the church has been called to hear that these words are not only about the interior lives of individuals, but that dikaiosune theu, 
the righteousness of God is also the justice of God. So much more to say. I could talk about how the phrase from faith has been fruitfully interpreted as referring to Christ's faithfulness. I could talk about the many fertile ways that the dikaiosune theyu has been understood, ways that allow us to wash the word clean again and hear it as referring to all that we actually long for. Life without destruction, violence, displaced peoples, the threat of nuclear war, the torments in our souls caused by our conflicting desires or lack of wisdom, righteousness, everything being all right, as good and pure, as beautiful and trustworthy and faithful as God. In the gospel, God is revealing God's justice for all that God has made, human and non-human, and believers are called to see God's justice and work along with it. In the time I have, I can only exhort myself and you to recognize how dangerous these words are. Dangerous to the pseudo-reality in which we live. The illusion that we can make our lives up on our own. The illusion that we can produce justice apart from God. The illusion that life is ours to create. That human power is the greatest power. That if God exists, God is removed and uninvolved in human affairs and the groaning of creation. Because these words proclaim God's truth, they challenge the pseudo-reality that surrounds us. And so God's enemies, sin and death, will work in our hearts and in our Christian communities to try to make us ignore or underestimate the truth and power that these words unveil and unleash. The challenge for us personally and communally is through the power of God's spirit to discipline our hearts and minds to stay open to the gospel for it is God's power and in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written, the one who is righteous by faith shall live.